We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Twelve oh two. Let's talk some football with our great friend Tommy Kern. He of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy is brought to us by Doctor Matthew Lapresti, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern at one eight hundred Get Hair. By Awaken one eighty weight loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken one eighty, and by Unified Office where they help businesses maximize every incoming call. At unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy, good afternoon. How are you, friend? Hello. 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 <laughs> hello. Hello. That's right. Uh, we will talk about uh, Tommy having some uh, fun with us uh, a little bit later on because we got to get to the football. And, Tommy, the combine starts today. Now, I know it's not on field until Thursday, I think it is. Um, are we back to the old Patriots draft strategy of just find the best football players you can find, uh, irregardless of position, or do you think the hunt for players in the draft will be a little more targeted this year? They could certainly go either way. The reason being they have enough places where they could use either depth because they have guys who are leaving, say tight end, for instance, and there's some good tight ends in this uh, class or obvious yawning needs right now to me that would be um, definitely offensive line other people would say wide receiver but to me you could go either way you can draft by need and hit you can draft by BPA best player available and still hit when you're sitting there at 14 so that's why it's a kind of a no-lose situation for New England yeah so when you talk about needs and you know wide receivers and one name that I'm seeing a lot is Slade, it's Slade Bolden. Ooh, Why yep. should I know who Slade Bolden is? Why is this important to the Patriots? Because last year, Slade Bolden, who the Patriots visited with today, was coming out of Alabama. And he had all the attributes that Hunter Renfro had, Danny Amendola had, Julian Edelman had. And it went beyond just the general uh, pigment of their skin. He was a slot. He was quick. He had great rapport with Mac Jones at Alabama. He worked under Bill O'Brien. And the Patriots have missed a sudden game-changing wideout in the short area. I think you look at Braxton Berrios, who went to the New York Jets. 
he could have really filled that void over the last couple of years. He's been fine with the Jets. But the Patriots don't have that guy. Jacoby Myers is a little bit miscast, in my estimation, as a true slot. Slade Bolden, the Patriots worked him out today. He's got a huge background with Mac Jones. And to me, Christian, if you go ahead and sign a, a player like that, you then allow yourself at 14 to look at some of the longer, taller players, and it might eliminate that need to look at Jackson Smith and Jigba from uh, Ohio State or Zay Flowers from Boston College, who are similar-sized slot receivers, probably better than Slade Bolden by everybody's account, but he can replicate to a degree what you are missing in your offense. Well, see, that's what I was going to ask you. It's almost like Jacoby Myers' insurance in a way, even if you think he's miscast as that slot receiver guy, that's still where he's probably the most productive and had most of his success. And if we think that he's going to probably, you know, price himself out of the Patriots, you know, area, then having some something to replace him, at least to start, is probably important to them. Yeah, because it's insane. When you look at the Patriots, I think it was $91.1 million they spent on skill position players last year. That was the highest in the NFL by far. And a lot of it was spent on guys like Aguilar or Johnny Smith, Kendrick Bourne. Um, Devontae Parker will be a part of that, Hunter Henry. But when you look at this team, if you say, okay, Jacoby, love you. You're 70 catches and 845 yards just walking into the, the building, but you're not going to be – more than a $12 million player for us. And the rest of the league is starting to look at you as a $15 million player. You have to push away from the table. And we'll find out fairly soon as to what the tenor is on Jacoby Myers with free agency around the corner. But if that's the case, and you push away from the table on Jacoby Myers, and now you have a group that has Tyquan Thornton, another year of Devontae Parker, Slade Bolden, again, I'm not going to try and make the kid into the second coming of anyone, but it frees you up to maybe add a first-round pick, for instance, like Jordan Addison in the first round of the draft from USC. Gresh, I'm sure you're familiar with all these cats already. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Tommy? Uh, Fourier and I were talking earlier about wide receivers. And is it as simple as you can always just go get a great one, right? We know that. And those guys fit in anywhere, like a DeAndre Hopkins. But – you know, there was kind of a, a style of wide receiver, right? Bigger guy on the outside, smaller guy in the slot, and then someone else in terms of that third wide receiver. And Fourier and I were talking about, do you try to build a group or do you just go, man, I don't care where they play. If these guys can play, I will coach them up because we've got Bill O'Brien here. Do you think they're kind of beholden to the way they built it under a traditional Patriots offense since Bill O'Brien is here to run the traditional Patriots offense? They seemed like they didn't want to be last year. I mean, we've never seen the Patriots. They played like Tampa Bay played in 2020. Just the number of shots downfield was eye-popping. I'm just doing a free agency thing looking back at last year right now and looking at Devontae Parker. He had 31 catches for 536 yards. 17.4 yards per catch. They wanted to chuck it down the field. So I would prefer, personally, as a consumer of the NFL, if they revert to the strength of the wolf is in the pack and you have a variety of receivers with complementary skills and you don't have this one guy who you have to feed and bang it to. But I think I'm in the minority. We constantly hear about wide receiver one and the need for that player. I, I like the geometry of the pass-catching group, whether it's the seam guy with the tight end, whether it's the um, 
pass catching back out of the backfield. The Patriots neither had a slot nor a third down back last year. That's totally unpatriotic, and they it cost them. So, so Tom, if you're looking at like call it like the last three years as far as what the Patriots have done in the offense in the offense as far as uh, free agency goes. You're uh, notoriously known for saying that the Patriots are going to be uncharacteristically aggressive. <laughs> I mocked you. I shamed you. You were right. I was wrong. Um, what do you? Th- <laughs> what do you think the theme? If you could, if you could kind of write the headline for the theme like you did that one year when they signed all those guys. What do you think it would be this year? We got enough. Really? Let's, yeah, we got enough. Let's go play. Wow. I really do. I think that the and I believe that they do. I believe they have enough. Yeah, no doubt that wide receiver is an important position for them. But if you roll it out and and right tackle is an important position for them. Connor McDermott, plus his soul, he's back. Um, you had the bud, you had Nikajust is back. But you look at these players and and you say to yourself, they have enough talent. Ty Montgomery's under contract. He's a third down back. You have. Uh, an outstanding every down back. You have one of the most dominant left tackles in football when he's engaged. You have one of should be an improving left guard. You have a, a very good center, a very good right guard. You got to fix left tackle, excuse me, uh, right tackle. And you have a defense that teams talk about still. Phil Perry was telling me he saw Jakob Johnson out of the Super Bowl. And Jakob Johnson said that was one of the best defenses we saw all year long. And I believe it. It's a very good defense. They don't have to go bananas, if you ask me. Oh, there it is. They don't have to go bananas. There it is. I feel like I like that one. Uh, there it is. I like it that one better. Put that on your shirt. seconds to get to the, 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 the <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston here with Gresh and Fourier. Uh, to some league stuff, uh, It. Uh, I, I guess they asked uh, Bears GM Ryan Poles out at the, the Combine about Justin Fields being the starter. He said, quote, that's the plan for right now. So not only does it sound like the number one pick might be up for grabs, but Tommy, I want to ask you, has the sand run out of the hourglass in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers? Is this guy either going to be on the move, forced to retire? Good Lord, it's a massive cap hit if they move on from the guy. What's your vibe with Rodgers? It is a massive cap hit, but there's a way in which I view it, maybe Brian uh, Gutenkunst does as well, their GM who spoke this morning, um, and spoke really glowingly about Jordan Love and saying he's ready to be a starter, maybe he looks at it and says, you know what, time to bite the bullet and move on from this guy because he's holding us hostage. And the return on investment from him is not that great. So, yeah, we're going to basically be decapitating ourselves in an effort to rid ourselves of Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks certainly of this century, but we have to do it. We can't do this anymore. He doesn't win us enough games. And that's what's interesting to me. When we look at Brady, and prior to him leaving, I was told by people really close to him that his anticipation was when he left. This was the Super Bowl. I was talking to folks who were close to him, and they said, he's going to be a culture changer. Where he goes, we anticipate and hope that he'll have the same impact that Peyton Manning did at Denver. And he absolutely did, if not maybe in some ways a greater impact. Eh, maybe not greater, actually. Manning in Denver was pretty good. But can Rogers be that? I don't think so. But you know where he's going to end up washing ashore, or somebody will in Green excuse me, in New York. So he'll go from green to green. So it's interesting to see some of the upheaval in the AFC East too, isn't it? 
Uh, oh, my God. And if you're Green Bay, you get rid of Rodgers now, you eat the cap, you deal with Love, who if he shows he can play great, but when he doesn't, you've already gotten a bunch of picks. You don't pick up the fifth-year option, and there's two guys at the top of the draft that they could be uh, setting themselves up for. So maybe in Green Bay they are uh, not that silly after all. Now, uh, Tommy Curran, a little birdie tells me that next Tuesday – you might be hucking up some jumpers with uh, Christian Fourier. Is this is this true? I don't know. Fourier has told me off the air about, well, you know, we're trying to get current and be a big acquisition, all that kind of stuff. Are you are are you going to be like Costanza and hucking them up with us? I'd like that. I'd I'd like that. I am Craig Hodges. Well, the thing with the thing with Curry, nobody knows who he is. I went ball hog George Costanza. He goes Craig Hodges. That's interesting. Curran talks about playing hooping all the time. Like he uh, uh, hops in, uh, you know, pickup games, but he doesn't really like being touched. So he just likes to shoot. He's like spits Celtic takes on Twitter all the time. And he just likes to shoot. And do I have this right? Yes, I shoot every day, practically. Okay, but how good are you, though? That is the key. These are pro-style three-pointers. You only have a minute to shoot, and there's $25,000 on the line, and you cannot shoot from the same spot twice, so it will require you to run around a little bit. I'm a little nervous about your your cardiovascular, uh, you know, responsibility to to the sport here. I got two games Wednesday night. I mean, I'm good to go. I mean, I got two games. The same night. What an answer, games. The same game. night. That wow. is that is pretty good. So okay, so your 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 range. Are we, we your pro style range uh, significant, consistent? What are we looking like here? Is I'm it a, not going to miss the rim. Put it that way. Oh jeez. Oh, because Mega and uh, Courtney have high probability of missing rim, whereas we're current. Uh, how about you guys? Oh, I'll be fine. Well, there I is can a, shoot. There is a strategy are you a lefty, to it. Gresh? No, God, no, no. You seem it, like a lefty to me. No, you know what it is. My mom was a lefty, but my Bible thumping grandma, Jesus Retha, honestly tied her arm to like the high chair so she'd become a righty. So I might have had lefty in me, mm. but Jesus Retha got it. The Lord doesn't create lefties, according to my grandma. So okay. you know, which is stupid. I'd rather. I'd love to be a lefty. There's so only I one actually, thing. I, there's only one thing I do left-handed, and I can't talk about that on the radio. Christian, yo. What, since we'll probably have some time there at the place, I will outshoot you left-handed. Oh, stop! Oh, Come on, Bo Kimbo, oh, stop yeah. it! I, you, you listen. Wait, we it. can have some side bets listen. now. Okay, I am all about the side bet. Free throw You're, comp. We'll play horse. He challenged me to horse. You can't play horse. What do you He'll mean? What smoke you. Horse. What do you mean? We're not running around. Scal's only you with think? us for forty-five stop minutes. It. Stop You're it! Stop it! Whatever, wait, whatever you want. Whatever you pre-game you want. You want to play wager. horse with me? I'll play whatever you want. Like you think I don't shoot? Here we go. Oh, nothing actually, involved. Nothing involved with jumping. But yeah, you'll get demolished. Oh, oh yeah. really? Well, I, would you like? To, well, really? You backing him? Which oh, side are you, oh, you uh, traitor! If you two you are going to <laughs> I like picking winners, as we talked about. Is this a, is this a philosophy? This now? is a philosophy thing. Right. Bet against Fourier. Who was the one that said you'd you'd lose an eye? It was me. Well, and guess what? Your glasses broke, Reed. and you almost it was, lost. It was an Eleven eye. Reed, actually. To That's be right. With so you. I can know what you else you lose. Are you so you're in? I felt bad about that too. The eye thing. I really I felt bad. I thought it was unfair on Wiggy. Uh, I don't know if I want him now. He's now too you, much of a smart You got to go with Rex Specs instead of I your know, normal. I, I didn't feel bad about it. No, I genuinely felt bad. I was like, that sucks. 
Wiggy should have been screaming in his ear. Not fair. Well, Wiggy looked like he was getting ready to roll some dice and clapping yeah, he, at somebody he, or rocking wrong, back and forth. Wrong competition. So this is fantastic. So not only do we have Steve Pagliuca coming on at 1 o'clock, but Tommy Kern yep. will be at uh, Shots Tuesday. for a Cure next Tuesday. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me because I'd be shooting otherwise. So now I can go shoot that. Well, now you can shoot for a cure. That's right. That? Shoot for a cure. That's right. It's on Shots for a Cure. cure. It found a better. Whatever. It you did. know what it is. Whatever. Tommy, thank you, friend. We appreciate you. We'll see you on Tuesday. All right, guys. See ya. There right, goes uh, Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston, who will also be with Jones and Mego at 3.30 on Thursday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Well, it's not a hurricane outside, but there's some snow going on. Actually, it looks like it's kind of changed over to rain a little bit now, which is what was expected, by the way. Was it? Yeah, they said, uh, in fact, the weather people that I was watching, it was middle of Rhode Island out towards Hartford. They were doing six to eight. And then in sort of mine and your part of the world, it was in that four to six range. And then as you went further east, it was two to four. It was exactly what they said. Well, if you were listening yesterday, you know I had an issue with my uh, my waste management and whether my trash was going to be picked up or not because the big storm was going to delay or That's cancel right. everything. Got an email today after I dragged all my trash out, two weeks worth because I missed a week. Uh, my fault, not theirs. Right. Uh, they will be picking it up tomorrow. There you go. And, and why is that? And it has nothing to do with President's Day. Because you can't have the trash barrels out there and expect your road to get plowed without a problem. I put it on uh, the sidewalk. Easy for them to grab. Oh, even uh, so very, they... Very thoughtful of me. I know. Wait a minute. What? You just, you just walked no, into it. There's no... <laughs> oh, really? Walked into what? Okay. It's on the sidewalk. Just, so, it's like a so foot in a, away from the curb. So in a snowstorm, then, who comes along to do the... Public sidewalks, or are you they responsible don't, they don't, for they it? Nobody's doing our sidewalks. No one's doing the sidewalks. So you, no, there's not. Wait a minute. So, there's not anyone so from the your, town of Foxborough that is going in my neighborhood with a snowblower. No one from off. the town like no. they would in downtown or anything like that. No, 
No, it's just it's just I I, I So plow. it's more snow piled on top of snow when the plows come by that you eventually I, I, have I, to I, get I adjusted, the snow off I adjust, the sidewalk. I adjust for that also. The guys were plowing earlier this morning. I waved to him. I said, Mick, go around. I said, go, go around. I use my hands. I go around. And the guys went around. They gave me the thumbs up. And they said, hey, great show. I said, thank you. I'll be there. You'll be out on the street all day, so right? He, so, Terp, he railed on the superstar treatment in the NBA and then played superstar treatment card with the plow guy to go around. Uh, I have That's a what I'm gathering. I have a relationship with my, with my mailman, the the guys that take the waste management guys, uh, all those guys. Why not? Oh, oh what'd you do? You should. You oh, should tip them. Would, would you sign up? You sign a football you form or something? Them. He Super said he gives them Christmas nobody gifts, right? Wants, yeah. Nobody wants like a signed ball for me, okay? Like, no, I gave, hey, you thank you about? for your service. Hero. And hey, thank you for, <laughs> play, play my song. Billy. You should have a hero song ready. No, I give them a, I tip them. I make sure they know I, I'm thankful and uh, you know for the for the for the effort. For the effort. <laughs> Nobody else is out there. Take good job, good job. Most people are sleeping. And oh I, yeah, that's why you went out there to say good job, not hey, don't say, run over my stuff. And I say, oh by the way, hey, stop real quick. Hey, my plow guy called in sick. I think you could kind of right over here. Let's, and the guy says, whatever you need, man. So you're the best. Here's uh, tickets to uh, Craig Hill's, uh, uh, you know, show. <laughs> now this, this is the song they used in the replacements as well. The movie with, uh, why am I blanking on who was the Corey? Keanu Reeves. Great movie. This is the. See, you're like don't the deaf tight me. You're don't the deaf tight end that no. caught the touchdown. And then they played this. He had no idea the Dude, song you was playing. Play? He was a hero. Don't rip on me for being proactive and, and thanking the people in the service industry because that's basically what they and are. Thanking <laughs> people in the service industry. So you yeah. town workers out there, yeah. all of you across the five states that can listen to our voices right now, you service workers, you it's plow not, it's not guys. Being, it's not disrespectful. It's what it is. You, <laughs> it's the service. Who, who, who has suffered the most during COVID? The service industry. <laughs> Waiters, waitresses. What is that? Does that mean? Is that is that the Did wrong way? Did start with trash men, though? <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't I don't you know. go with trash? Now it's plow guys, and they're in the service industry? Whatever. They're servicing the streets. I don't think COVID affected the plows. Nobody was out, so nobody was really plowing. I get to it when I get to it. Oh, uh, that's what it is. There we I'm go. On a, I'm on a break. They're all union workers. Well, oh, here we go. <laughs> now, boy, you are just ripping the insults right now. You know what's going to happen is there's going to be like a mound of snow right on the end of your driveway. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, Christian asked us to do this. Womp. They turn that thing right in there. You got to go with a snowblower that you don't have. My electric one, I have to charge the battery first. Or, or ask a, or ask a kid who doesn't have the ability to use the snowblower to go I use know. it instead of you getting out there. Although you do have really cool UGG boots, I will give you the winter Uggies. Those are yeah. pretty nice. That's uh, they're comfortable and they're functional. Oh by God, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Celtics lose in New York last night, one hundred nine ninety four. Foyer, Jason Tatum is ejected for the first time in his career. Got two technicals. Uh, the second one was off of a non-foul call. Now, the first one was the whole non-foul call as well. Tatum hung onto the rim a little bit. Someone was under him on a dunk. He turned around and said something to the ref, and the ref just teed him up, which was a pretty weak sauce. But how about this with Jason Tatum? Games with fewer than 20 points. Tatum had four in February alone. He had four 
in October, November, January, or November, uh, sorry, October, November, December, January combined, Tatum had four games of 20 or less, four in the month of February. Celtics are five and three in those games. And everybody's going to make a big deal about Tatum getting thrown out and the whole respect that he does or doesn't get. But really the story of last night was Celtics just didn't make any threes. Two in the first half, nine in the game. Yeah. They had a and bad it, shooting night. And is that is it are we at the point now with the, the Celtics specifically, mm-hmm. it's just as simple as, hey, we, we couldn't hit shots. They had a bunch of open shots. They had a bunch of easy shots. They kept kind of digging themselves out of a hole. They would get within nine points, and then the, the Knicks would go on a run. Then they'd kind of miss a bunch of shots, and it really should have been a blowout. It should have been a blow because they couldn't hit anything. You mean New York should have won by more than 15? Yes. It really should have been like a 30 because uh, Al Horford hits the first three of the game. You're like, okay, there we go. Yep. They missed like 14 or 15 in a row. There's like 14 in a row, I think. Clang, clang, clang. They couldn't hit anything. And then they missed 21. Wow. They missed 20 of 21 across the stretch. No kidding. 20 of 21 across and the stretch. And, yet and they, that's just, they were still in the game. I know. They were. So it, was, this, it was the 10-point game five minutes ago, fourth quarter, or right around there. It was like a 100 to 89 or something. Yeah, and that's what I was like. Is it just, I mean, it's the whole, it's a, mace, it's a make or miss league. Is it really as simple as they just couldn't hit their shots? Because nobody could hit their shots. They kept subbing in guys. Uh, D. White, uh, who they brought in there? Sam Hauser. Um, the guy they just uh, no. traded for, Muscala, whatever his name is. Now, here's he what it was. Anything. You know what it was? This is where you really did miss Jalen Brown last night. Because not that Tatum can't drive to the rim, but it's twofold. When Brown is on the floor, it creates space for Tatum to get to the hole. Whenever Brown isn't on the floor, you also have one less athletic guy to drive to the rim. And I think at times last night, the Celtics got a little Tatum-centric, which does happen when Brown isn't out there. But... They didn't have enough guys trying to get to the rim. If you're having a bad shooting night, all right, change it up a little bit. Do you have some guys that can get into the paint? Tatum's really good at that. I think Brogdon can be, but it's really not his game. Jalen Brown's athleticism was really missed last night as they were missing shots because they needed somebody who could get in on the wing and beat somebody dribble drive to the rim. Well, to that this is the first time in a while now where the bench legitimately let you down. Oh, there's no okay. doubt. There was Brogdon, a lot of pressure on the bench last but, night. I mean, they maybe, weren't great. Maybe because Derek White ends up starting, that kind of shortened your bench a little bit. But Brogdon still got his 22. End of a road trip too. I know Tatum after the game was like, "Hey, I miss my own bed." So I would also say that, but, that. But the Knicks are a tough out. I mean, that's a tough team. The Knicks play defense. Hey, they're like 10 games over 500, I think, or something like that. It's a tough team. You're right. They're not garbage. They're just not great. Like when your best player arguably is Julius Randle. Like, I know they went and signed Brunson, and and Brunson played great last night. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's worth the money that they gave him necessarily, but they needed another guy in New York. So you're right. They're they're not trash. They're maybe a little better than functional, but they're not great. Well, They, they need just, the right matchup to win a first-round playoff series. No, you're right. Agreed. And I would say, I wouldn't call them gritty or just like, you know, you know scrappy, but they, they do, like, a lot of the little things. They rebound well. They play tough defense. They make you earn it. So if you get opportunities to kind of hit some open shots, like, you got to hit them. Because then then there will be more challenge to dig themselves out of a hole. But they can keep you within arm's length. Yep. You know, that's what they did last night. Like, they made some key shots. Even every time the Celtics kind of had some life to them and it felt like they were going to, you know, get within five, they would miss a bunch of shots, and then the Knicks would make a bunch of shots. It feels like... 
Uh, New York is trying to middle it a little bit. They want the grittiness and the toughness of Miami, but they're also aware that they can't be so defensive-minded like they have been under Thibodeau. Like, you still got to score the basketball. And I think they're trying to find that right balance. And Tom Thibodeau just looks like a miserable human he doesn't, being. He doesn't look like he, look, he like needs to go on, like, a body cleanse and just, like, maybe what? he'll yeah. just look and feel better. He Oh! <laughs> he just... Looks like a disgruntled uh, male employee, something like that. No, he does. Like, there's, it's a very weird vibe that that guy. But they play uh, for him though, which is interesting because they, they, well, for whatever it is, like he's coaching up the right way um, because they respect him enough to play hard. And this is the second time that they beat the Celtics. The first, the the second, the first, the second time. The last time they played it was in OT. And I remember saying, wow, this team's a little bit grittier than we're giving them credit for. But Julius Randle played out of his mind in that game. And in this game, they just, I would say they they lost because they this is probably one of the worst games of the year. Tatum played like crap. He gets thrown out. The bench plays terrible. You get, you know, your, your shooting percentage from three was just horrendous. And even listening to the game, watching the game on TV, you're like, they're like, oh, man, this is not their night. Like, this oh. is not their night. They just no. they can't buy a bucket. And they battled, and they tried, but to your point, it, uh, it didn't work. Hey, uh, one other NBA thing to get to before we uh, slide into the Bruins, and uh, there was a, a Bleacher Report article uh, on the uh, future of, like, one and done and the draft and things like that. Then they also got to potential rule changes. And uh, one of the things was if it goes to overtime, setting up the target score, right? So uh, it says here, another potential change could be the use of a target score, but just for overtime. The G League has experimented with the rule in overtime during the regular season and for fourth quarters during the Winter Showcase in Las Vegas. In comparing regular season overtime from last season to target score overtime pre-showcase, the length dipped from 13 minutes on average to about eight and a half. On using it in fourth quarters, reviews among executive scouts and personnel were generally sour. Still, the response was generally favorable to using it to limit overtime. So the NBA might be getting a little worried about length of game. They've also got regional sports networks to be able to answer to as well. And the RSN model is hurting. Let's put it that way. Uh, Fourth quarter, I'm beyond out on it. Let's time it regular season like we normally have. They want to do this during overtime to keep us from having two, three, four over. But it's the multiple overtime games that you get that also hockey dealt with this years ago, which is why they ultimately ended up doing overtime the way they do, and then went in the to regular the shootout. Season. Yeah, in the regular season. Uh, so different rules. So this would just be overtime regular season. Go to the say a target score or something like that. Now again, if say both teams are tied at you know one ten, how they figure out the target score, that I don't know. I don't know if they've got that out into the wash. But does the tweak to overtime really matter in the end? Well, I mean, I would even say. NBA is worried about how long their games are. How about this? How about last night when the refs are trying to decide there's like a um, well, that's a, a challenge. That to me is where they're sitting there looking at a play. What feels like 20 minutes is it really that challenging? And they sit there and they conference. There's three of them. They're all talking about it, and then they just takes forever for them to get to a 
uh, to, to get to a conclusion. My issue with the NBA is usually like the last four minutes. That seems like it takes forever. Yeah, the last four minutes timeouts, it takes this, forty minutes. This right. one out of bounds, TV timeout, uh, you know, ref conference. Uh, it's just it just never ends. But I don't know. Like here, you know, any rule change that they make in the regular season, I'm fine with it. I don't care. Nobody cares if it goes into overtime in a playoff game. Nobody's really upset about that. Well, it's also you know that's the uh, that's also the okay you're you're trying to move on into the playoffs and you need to play it out like we need that uh, we need that level of finality. I was looking to see what the longest games were this year. I know we recently had a game that like went into double overtime. I want to say we might have had like a triple overtime in the regular season. So um, in a league that is very much having to deal with uh, players sitting down, load management, all that kind of stuff, I think this is kind of a natural sort of thing that the NBA would consider. Bruins keep rolling. They beat Edmonton 3-2. to two. Connor McDavid scored both goals for the Oilers. He has hit 50 on the season. Nosek Foligno and Zaka score for the Bruins. You beat a team with none of your quote-unquote stars scoring goals, and the Bruins now have 10 players with 10 goals or more. The last time they had that many double-digit goal scorers was 2017-2018. And what happened then? Uh, what did happen then? Uh, cup final. Anything good? Oh, uh, cup yeah, final. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I no, know. The good thing is... um. Uh, well, even even when you look at that game, so this, the 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 first two goals, both by Connor McDavid, were both like mini breakaways. It's almost like they just had a a breakdown defensively for whatever reason. They just got caught, you know, staring at the ice or whatever. You He's also call the it. best scorer yeah, in the game. You so, know, like you're gonna get beat by that guy every once in a while. I know, but it was it was I mean, there were breakaways. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, uh, they're doing a shift change and, you know, they, the Bruins got caught, you know, sleeping. And no, it was he's, like, he's real good. No, I, I'm not <laughs> yeah, saying, no. like, oh, no, 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 he know. is really good, but That's... they are making it, making a really good player's job a lot easier on him. Right. On a breakaway against the goal. It's like a shootout. So, no, I mean, listen, it's the same old story. Their depth is is is, uh, is uh, bailing them out. Their depth bailed them out as opposed to the Celtics' depth not bailing them out last Well, night. and this is where the way this Bruins team is built is going to help them out in an instance like this because they're wrapping up this uh, West Coast trip, and they're going back-to-back now. We're in Edmonton. Now they head to the home of Brett the Hitman Hart, Calgary. Alberta, Canada, where tonight they will take on the Flames. Bruins are minus 125 favorites on the money line. If you like them on the puck line, they're plus 205 to lay that goal and a half uh, against the Calgary Flames. And for the Bees, this is where that depth is going to be tested tonight. Can you find a way to close out the road trip and then kind of go from there? 617-779-7937. Texter sends in, uh, aggression overtime, you can make it first to 11 or 13. That way, fourth quarter tied score doesn't matter. That is very realistic there. And uh, the 603, how about this, Fourier? Uh, A high school game in Maine this year went to eight overtimes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Isn't that where you need like a, a ref to kind of step in there and be like, okay, let me make a, s- let me make a foul call, go to the <laughs> yeah. line, make some free throws. Yeah, can you imagine how tired here. they are? Oh yeah, oh. and they're not getting paid extra either. That's like four. No. Yeah, it's like three yeah, games worth not for their overtime. seventy-five bucks or whatever in the world it is that uh, that they give high school uh, refs these days. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram 
at Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I, on Instagram, Gresh and Fourier. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we'll talk to Celtics owner Steve Paliuka. But the lighter side of sports from our friends at Awaken 180 is next. And uh, Tom Brady might have a new career. Wait until you hear what it is next. W-E-E-I. 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 New England Sports Original. Time now for The Lighter Side of Sports, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss, with the two twinkle toes themselves, Gresh and Fourier. Steve Paliuka coming up at 1 o'clock here with Gresh and Fourier on WEI. Hopefully you're taking care of yourself out there. It looks like it's just raining now. It's okay. It's just spitting at you right now. It's still cold as hell in here. It, it's, because the God air goes almighty. on. At around eleven fifteen, because I had my coat on and my sweatshirt on, it's like it's because it was hot. Now I'm freezing. No, again. the air goes on in here normally at five of six a.m. and then <laughs> after that it gets changed whenever we uh, come in the room. Open a window. Uh, oh dear lord. Uh, Lighter side of sports, sponsored by our friends at Awaken One Eighty Weight Loss. When it's time for you to make a change with your weight and your life, call the solution for weight loss, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. You can find them online, awaken180weightloss.com. Foyer, I know that you are very worried as a former teammate of Tom Brady's. Now that he doesn't have football in his life, what is Tom Brady going to do? The man produced and starred in a movie basically based on part of his life. And now, apparently, according to Radar Online, Tom Brady might be getting ready to try stand-up comedy. Oh, man. Really? Because that seems like a really easy profession to kind of slide into. Is this like his you know, midlife crisis? Is this, is this what we're doing here? You know, I, I've, always, I've always been impressed with the people who do stand-up. I, I feel like I could do it also. I'm great at everything. <laughs> and that may be the hardest job to do. Oh, my God. Think about that. Do you think you can do fi- a five-minute set with people in the audience who don't know who you are and you can't let them know it's a bit? It'd be it'd be tough, but I might be able to get away with it. Only because I know that I could go down the, I guess I would dare say, because most people don't know who it is now, like the Henny Youngman Road of one-liners. That would almost be how I would try to set it up. Huh. Have Give me eight good one-liners. Try to get me some setup. If I can do 30 seconds each on those, I'm almost there. So I would kind of try to break it down a little differently, or I would just call Lenny Clark and say, give me some some tips. I know, but you (laughs) have tips, but I think it was probably, I feel like this would be a fun challenge. I'm just not into like creating a new opportunity to, to have like a little competition. A show but, in this city once did that with someone named Adolfo. I don't really? know if we should be signing up to uh, be like, oh yeah, we're like that. No, I just think it is it probably no, we one of the craziest in there. Okay. The craziest I, I feel like that would be tough. So Brady, like one I this has got to be fake. All right, so no, this is radar online. This is a uh, major Hollywood publication, I guess you would say. NFL legend Tom Brady has drawn up a game plan for a new career in stand-up comedy, but his inner circle has been trying to talk him out of it. Radar Online has learned. According to sources, quote, Tom was a terrific quarterback, but he needs to toss this idea before it's too late, end quote, said a source (laughs) who heard the football star's material. Uh, Added the insider, quote, as a comic, he's strictly a water boy. 
the Tampa Bay Bucks ego inflated when Jane uh, Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno gushed over him in the recent comedy flick 80 for Brady. Sources said the experience left him feeling like an all-pro comic. Quote, says the insider, the ladies were super nice to him, and he did a nice job reading professionally written material in a small part. But he'll be playing in a whole different league if he takes to the stand-up stage. He does a great impersonation of former teammate Rob Gronkowski, and his over-the-top Boston accent is hilarious, said the sports insider. All right, number one. Stupid. I'm like, are you buying this? No. You're not? So. You think somebody is trolling Radar Online? What do you think, like, Rita Moreno, Jane Fonda, you know, Sally Fear, like, he's he's so special. He's so, you guys, let's just, let's just make him think like he's doing a good job. Let's just, like, he's so, he, he, isn't he handsome? And that big goofy guy, oh, he's so funny. Uh, well, that Jane Fonda did tell me in our interview that we had here on Gresham Fourier that uh, they all wanted to follow Gronk home, but didn't. Oh, here's the, here's the thing. He needs to get his ass to work. He needs to hurry up. He should not take a year off. This is when ex-athletes with a lot of time on their hands that are not like sit there in condition and have a, a schedule right. make stupid decisions, financial decisions. <laughs> This is when you open restaurants and you decide to get into business with people because you're bored. You have nothing to, nothing challenging you. It's the Surly Johnson yes, stage of life. Get to work. Isn't this, this is the worst thing for him. Agree? He has nothing to do. Well, he has TB12. Well, he has like, you know, the Brady brand. I think he has a ton of stuff to do. He obviously doesn't. Right? He obviously doesn't. This had to have been drunken night. Someone caught wind that Brady would might be doing this. It's got to be. It's got to be. How could it? Look, I plead the fifth. Yeah, right. I mean, to think that this guy is going to either sit down or have somebody write a set for him, <laughs> and then what's he just going to walk into like uh, what are like those places in L.A. like the the, the comedy uh, store? Yeah, thank you, the comedy sure. store, right? The Laugh Asylum. There you whatever. go. Where like people can just walk up and be, oh, where's the sign up sheet? Yeah, oh, and then yeah. there's a bunch of uh, struggling comics, and here's a guy worth five hundred million dollars standing there waiting his turn on open mic night yeah, to go in and make, right at three a.m. Yeah, no, and, like, and everybody's like passed out, drunk, and nobody's even listening. That's the best time to do it. Uh, but. I I I don't I don't know about this. I disagree with you that the guy needs to go do something. Well, well I, I I I mean he's got. He, I'm right. What is this again? This is a, a smaller example of a guy getting bored that has already declared and told everybody that he's not playing football anymore. That he is not going to you know be the lead analyst for Fox for a whole nother season. Gresh, he's just going to stay home, hang out with his kids, and be the. Be the, you know, the present father that he couldn't be for the past 20 years. All right, now. I'm Tom Brady. Maybe in the Twitch chat, Master Joby-Wan Kenobi has added something quickly because we have Pagliuca coming up. He said, uh, oh, it's easy. Just rip the audience and be like Don Rickles. Is there any chance that Tom Brady would stand up there and be able to rip the audience and be as witty as Don Rickles? Hey, you in the front row. Yeah. Where you from? Right. Albuquerque. What's an Albuquerque? 
<laughs> that would be awesome. That would be a train wreck. No, I would you be and, willing to spend. You, and you would have to go down the Bugs Bunny Road. Oh, did you remember to take the left at Albuquerque? <laughs> uh, just not, not right, a chance. Corny as not hell. a chance in hell. <laughs> now, he can do the... Oh, maybe it's him and Scratchy. Maybe it's uh, Brady and Jim Gray. Now, there's a way to do a new, it. A dynamic comedy duo. Have to, have uh, Jim Thanks, Gray Scratchy, just sit there and have Brady just blast him. So, so, so Scratchy is the straight man. That doesn't say anything. He's the Abbott, and Brady's the okay. Costello. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tom, maybe, how about Magic? Try Magic. That would be something that would Tom, probably who's be on really first? challenging. <laughs> who's on first? Tom. Magic. Now yeah. that Tom. would be. Hey, how do you make your wife disappear? Oh, and retire. Oh, oh, hey. Tip your waiters and waitresses. Oh, I'm being here all night. Hey, who's got another one? Who? Uh, hey, anyone here from New York? Huh? How about them Jets? How about them Jets? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.